As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. In the dead of night, the MMA dojo is silent from the outside. However, inside its hallowed walls, the grunts and cries of intense training can be still heard by those who dare. For practicing the art form at all times is what James Gavsey knows he must do. Pausing for a moment to reset his mind for fear of the fog overcoming its master, James reflects on the day. It is then that without warning, a figure drops from the ceiling and James is knocked backwards, but not down. Appearing from a pocket of sudden mist, the kitted up figure of Ray Stacanus steps forward to the challenge. I always knew it would come to this, almighty, James utters. And I always knew someday I'd leave you a beaten mess in your own studio. Oh wait, that's most days, Ray sneered back. The two circle each other, daring the other to make the first move, until finally, this battle for the ages is underway. It's the Canadian versus the Detroiter. It's MMA versus professional wrestling. It's James Gavsey versus Ray Stacanus today on Who Would Win? And welcome to another episode of Who Would Win, a show that completely ignores anything important happening in the world and instead focuses on a fictional battle between two characters from the worlds of comic books, sci-fi, and fantasy. I'm your host, James Gavsey, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Ray Stacanus. Ray, today's battle is by far the most requested battle we've ever had on the show. I did the patented Who Would Win Google test, and oddly enough, this matchup has been discussed a Google number of times. Ray, what do you make of today's fight? What I make of today's fight is that the people are weird. That's what I make out of today's fight. Look, it's been the most requested battle. Like, no joke. This has been the most requested battle that James fights Ray, but you have to flip who represents who in the battle since, like, the first or second week we started working together on this show. So, people, we just don't want to hear about it anymore. We're going to give it to you today. You know, when you have such an epic matchup, you need a judge who's really going to be able to read between the lines, come up with a great decision, and leave the fans very satisfied. I can think of no one better than who we have for today's episode. It's true. Coming back, coming back for another episode of Who Would Win, it's fan favorite, podcaster extraordinaire, Robert Clark Chan. Robert, welcome back to Who Would Win. Thanks for having me. I'm not going to say excited, but I'm going to say that I'm ready for this. I'm ready to do what needs to be done. Robert, again, you are indeed wise. Why do you think you, of all the judges we've had, why do you think you're the perfect judge for this battle? I have, uh, okay, I have, I've, I've trained MMA. I have an extensive uh, uh, history with professional wrestling. I took a lot of philosophy classes in college, and the idea of the creator of a piece of art becoming the subject of that art is something that I've, I've thought about a lot. And, you know, I feel like it's not useful knowledge anywhere else, literally anywhere else in the world, except for right here, right now. So, Robert, you, you've known, I think you've known Ray for a while, at least you, you're admitting that, which is rare. You've known me for a couple of years, but how much do you really know about Ray and myself? I mean, you know, I've, I've Googled you. I've hired private detectives to look into you. I have... I have dossiers. I have dossiers. And if you cross me, I will use them. I, I've got that, you know, that thing that people do, like at the end of A Promising Young Woman, where they go off to someplace where, you know, they're not going to come back from. 
And then, you know, it's like, if I don't come back in three days, then send this out to all of the newspapers and whatnot. Both of y'all. Both of you. Wow. Okay. No uh, part of being surprised by any of this, just for the record. I know for a fact <laughs> that Robert Clark Chan has audio files that would ruin lives. <laughs> Super That's- true. Super true. <laughs> Uh, would you like to provide any 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 examples of this scandalous information you may have? Let me speak. Have- to, let me speak oh, for Robert pay. Clark Chan. He does not. He does. Okay. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk later. We'll talk later. Okay. So let's just get to this, Ray. It's about that time. Please do us the honors and announce today's matchup. Representing Canada, the Who Would Win host who has but one rule in battle: don't touch the hair. James Gavsey. And representing the Metro Detroit area, the Who Would Win show host who takes up a lot of space due to his high level of volume, Ray Stacanus. Well done, Ray. We have a new sponsor for Who Would Win, and I think y'all might enjoy this one. It is Marvel Strike Force. Marvel Strike Force is a mobile game that taps into everything we all love about Marvel Comics. You get to pick a squad of your favorite Marvel heroes, you know, and villains, let's keep it real, and team them up to fight big bads like Doctor Doom and, of course, save the universe. Your goal in Marvel Strike Force is to power up your characters and compete PvP against other players in multiple different modes. And you know I'm not telling you all about this empty-handed, because if you're a new user and sign up with our promo code MAXPOOL, M-A-X-P-O-O-L, you're going to get hooked up with all kinds of free stuff to get you started the right way. Let's face facts. You love Marvel, you love gaming, and you got a phone. So take a sec and check out Marvel Strike Force using the link in the description of this episode, ideally, and use our promo code MAXPOOL and get the whole Who Would Win show hookup. Thanks again to Marvel Strike Force and thanks to me for this great read. Good job, me. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Now, before we go any further, let's go over the official rules of a Who Would Win match. And uh, you know what? Yeah, you already know the rules. I, I don't want to hold this off anymore. Ray, just go ahead. Give us the details on James Gavsey. James Gavsey is the host of the Who Would Win show, whose appearances date back to the preseason episodes. James stands six foot three. 260 pounds and is an MMA instructor specializing in boxing, Muay Thai kickboxing, and Brazilian jiu-jitsu. He's also an expert in Filipino stick and knife fighting. Originally hailing from the Great White North, James moved south to Atlanta, Georgia, before finally taking root in Los Angeles, California. While not working on the Who Would Win show, James owns and runs Max Impact Martial Arts, a very successful MMA training facility right here in Los Angeles. Fun fact, James's love of fighting came at a young age. While attending a rodeo in Canada, 10-year-old James was encouraged to enter a calf tackling contest where he would have to chase after a calf, a baby cow, and tackle it to the ground. Being fairly big for his age, the drunken organizer of the rodeo refused to let James enter the contest and told him he had to enter the full-sized cow tackling contest instead. Undaunted, James stepped up to the challenge where he went on to not only tackle a cow, but also come in first 
place in the competition. Good job, organizer. You nailed it. That is James Gafsey. That is, by the way, my most proudest, my proudest athletic achievement of all time. By the way, the cow was fine. Absolutely. I mean, I assume so. You know, I assume so. Yeah. Now, here are the details for Ray Stacanus. Born in the metro Detroit area known as Livonia, Michigan, the hero known as Almighty Ray grew up with dreams of wrestling superstardom. Growing up as a fan of G.I. Joe, Ray was immediately drawn to the character of Sergeant Slaughter, and a love of wrestling was born. Preparing himself for his future pursuits, Ray decided to ignore any athletic endeavors whatsoever in favor of shouting over a microphone. Setting his sights on Los Angeles, Ray got in his car with his Emo Phillips stand-up special audio tape to keep him company the whole 3,000-mile drive. Once in L.A., Ray started to do sketch comedy and got back into pro wrestling for a second go-round. Sadly, as all good things do, his wrestling career was also brought to an end. Fun fact, Ray's first appearance as a pro wrestler was not as Almighty Ray. As was tradition, in the Thunder Zone Wrestling School, new wrestlers were forced to wear a mask for the first time for in-ring appearances. So Ray wrestled his first few matches as luchador sensation El Cacahuete, which translates to the peanut. And now you have details on both opponents. Robert, do you have any questions before we get started? So many. So (laughs) many. You know what? Those questions are going to have to wait for off air because they are not appropriate for any audiences. <laughs> maybe a maybe a Patreon. I don't know. Do you have a Patreon? Or uh, no, no, no. I'll I'll save them. I will save that information. Put it in my dossier. That's a thick dossier. There's a lot. There's a lot going on there. All right. Let's get this battle started. Ray, hit us with point number one. Point number one for James Gavsey. We got to talk a little bit about his training, where he came from, and his size. Because, look, Ray is very, very large. Ray takes a lot of space because he's a large human being. James Gavsey, also a very large human being. Some would even say that in their current iterations, James is slightly, just slightly more muscular than Ray in certain areas. Some might say, but let's talk a little bit about the training because while Ray was doing a lot of theatrical stuff in his younger days, James was kind of hitting the weights and doing a lot of athletic stuff. So James was a linebacker in high school. His nickname was the Punisher. Look, you don't get a nickname the Punisher by not, I don't know, punishing people, right? So in addition, he'd spent many years powerlifting and also did a lot of Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And we know Brazilian jiu-jitsu is the real deal because that's what Hoist Gracie used back in the day to win all those ultimate fighting championships. And I have a strong feeling that young James watched each and every single one of those matches, not just cheering, but also to take notes. A third degree black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu for gosh sakes. Spent over two decades doing boxing and kickboxing. So James knows how to strike. James knows how to strike with power and he knows how to strike with speed. And one thing that James has told me before about his martial arts MMA dojo is that he loves it when somebody comes in and honors the time-honored tradition of walking in the door and calling out everybody in the dojo by talking smack and asking for a fight. James 1000% loves to be the person to stand up and slap the taste out of those people's mouths when things are forced to become physical in that setting, which is why James has been asked, and we mentioned this on the previous show, James was asked to do MMA fights for real in a real pay-per-view environment. How much would it cost here? And James said $500,000. That is a true story. That is a thousand percent true. Sadly, they did not take him up on the offer because after paying James $500,000 to do the match, they wouldn't have any money left to clean up the blood that inevitably he would leave all over the octagon. James also is known for training. You said Captain America is a great trainer of people's fights. Obviously, if you run a school, you're very, very good at training. And what do they say? You learn just as much from teaching somebody how to do something as you do from doing it yourself. Additionally, James has trained people all over from stuntmen to actual MMA fighters, martial artists, to people from every single branch in the military. Look, he's been offered jobs all over the place in a lot of these in a lot of these settings as well, which he has to this point, to this day, turned down because let's face it, the military money isn't as good as the who would win money nor the uh, MMA dojo money. <laughs> But let's face it, if you come at James with a gun or a knife or with your bare hands, you're going to be in trouble because he not only teaches the class, 
he wrote the book as well. And the most impressive feat is the one I was saving for the end of my point number one. It's one thing to spend 20 years doing boxing, kickboxing, and mixed martial arts. But James survived six years of Canadian Hebrew school. And let me tell you, the stories he's told me off air about the toughness it took in order to get through that time period, let's just face facts. Not everybody gets out alive. And that is my point number one. I would not want to face James Gabsey in a dark alley from that description. But, you know, this does bring up some questions. First of all, <laughs> by the way, I need you as a PR person. That was excellent. <laughs> Look, um, you're going to make me do the research for this battle, James. I'm going to dig deep and I'm going to sell it. Look, whether or not I agree with some of these points is off the charts because what I really want to do outside of anything else is win this battle. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. When you say James did powerlifting, how strong was he? That's was a great question. Mid-level? You know, really, my understanding deal? is that James was lifting somewhere. In the, no, we talk about strength on a, a Hulk-level basis as a 100-ton uh, character. Mm-hmm. I My understanding is James is a 99-level uh, character, can lift 99 tons in his prime. Got it. So not quite as strong as people think he is, but not bad. Got it. Feel free, feel free to tell me I'm wrong for any of these points as well. I mean, this all tracks. This all Thank tracks. You. I thought so. I thought so. There's not a lot I can say about this. Uh, James is no joke. If you're going to fight James, you know, the, the, the big description that James has gotten a lot is he's the nicest, most polite, funnest person who will ever kill you. Right? Oh, Na- oh, that's names- so wild. Usually yeah. when people ask me about you, I just refer to you as the rudest Canadian. I've got, I get that a lot too, by the way. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, here's the deal. There's a lot that you're going to have to bring to the table to take on a James Gabsy. Never mind come out with a win. Luckily, I've got all of the details on a character who I'm repping today who can probably get that win. So a lot of source material out there. I'll tell you that. That's right. Let's talk about Ray's Tacanus. Now, Ray is known for his pro wrestling background, his pro wrestling endeavors. And before I even get started, listen, James has his MMA background and James is tough. No doubt about it. But the level of toughness you need to be a pro wrestler is on a completely different level. James found that out because some of his MMA training partners in Atlanta were wrestlers from WCW back in the day. And the toughness they had, the stories they told him about what wrestlers have to do at all levels of the game, stuff that Ray Stacanus had to do was insane. Way more toughness needed to be a pro wrestler than needed to be an MMA fighter. I'm going on record as saying that right now. So, great story about Ray Stacanus. One time in a match, he actually had to uh, get suplexed outside of the ring. Now, there were, he and his tag team partner were going to get suplexed at the same time. There was only one set of mats. So, Ray was like, okay, cool. So, my tag team partner, you go get suplexed on the mats. I'll get suplexed, I guess, on the cement floor. Sure enough, Ray gets suplexed onto the cement floor. Then he gets up and he says, you know what? For the good of the match, <laughs> that was cute. Do it two more times. He got suplexed three times onto the cement floor, got up back into the ring, and finished the matchup. That's the level of toughness that Ray has. That's the level of toughness he's going to bring to this matchup. That's the level of toughness that is superior to the toughest need for MMA. I said it. That's a thing. Ray trained, by the way, at the Thunder Zone Wrestling School in Michigan. That is a very big deal. That has a reputation. The Thunder Zone Wrestling School has a reputation of taking people in destroying them, and having only the toughest people actually make it to a pro wrestling match. That is something Ray Stacanus did. Then, when he goes to LA, he's like, well, that was cute. Let me try something with even harder. Then he trained with legendary wrestling trainer Rick Drazen in Los Angeles. That is two levels of toughness. You can take any black belt you want. You go through the uh, Thunderstone Wrestling School, train with Rick Drazen in LA as well. You are a 10th degree black belt in toughness. Absolutely. Ray also competed primarily as a tag team partner of a tag team called the Destroyers of the Universe. Not the Destroyers, not the Destroyers of the World, the Destroyers of the Universe. That's how confident he was in his abilities. He's taken over the universe as a pro wrestler. And I believe his wrestling tag team partner was Melvin Hertz, a pro wrestling nerd. He can't do any better than that. His tag team finishing move evidently was called the Doomsday Device. And his personal finisher was called the Apocalypse. Ray doesn't do anything small, whether it's you know buying groceries, being a host of the Who Would Win show or pro wrestling, he destroys his opponents with glee and he lets everyone know about it. Ray won several tag team titles and even once held the hardcore title for Superior Wrestling Alliance. How hard is it to actually win a title 
in Superior Wrestling Alliance, it is extremely hard. Now, he didn't hold the title for long. Doesn't matter. Still counts. World champion for Superior Wrestling Alliance. And to make things even more interesting, Ray's tag team, the Destroyers of the Universe, defeated in a three-way tag team match, the Renegades and the Bumpin' Uglies. Interesting names, I agree. But at the time in Michigan, both of those tag teams were big deals as because they, they're both top-tier teams. WWE was looking at them. I'm sure AEW would want them right now. Ray Sicanis and his tag team partner beat both those teams. Ray's a super top wrestler, understands ring psychology, which is perfect for a who would win match. And that is why he wins this matchup. Look, it's hard to argue any of those points. Look, the Thunder Zone Wrestling School sent at least one person that I know of to the WWE. And that's just off the top. I don't know what happened after I left there as well. But they were a really big factor in local Detroit area wrestling. And that is without even a doubt. And coming over to the Rick Drazen School, I mean, look, he, he constantly was training with people who appeared in WWE. WCW, often Stone Cold Steve Austin or Rikishi would come to class and just sit in and, and, and work with everybody else that was there. Those were some exciting times. The, the stat that I would give you is that 85% of all people who go into wrestling school don't finish because it's too hard. And what I would say to you, to Ray's benefit, because he's a great, tough competitor, is he is so crazy, he did, he did it twice. He finished wrestling school two separate occasions that's unheard of. Nobody would do that to themselves except a crazy person, which is it. Now, what I would say here is to rebut just a little bit, Ray's toughness is legendary. This is known. But James's ability to strike, when we've seen Ray lose wrestling matches, oftentimes it's a big shot. And in one case against a wrestler named Axel Rage, who was about six foot seven, 300 pounds, Ray went down for the three count with one haymaker punch to the face that connected a little bit too hard. So I would argue James' striking ability against Ray is going to be his route to a win. I, I, I'm going to have to counter that, Ray, because Ray is going to understand where James is coming from. Ray's going to understand that James is going to try to play a chess match, and then Ray is going to take that chess match and kind of play 4D chess with James's three-dimensional approach. Ray, I'm telling you, has the ring psychology to be one step ahead of James each and every you know part of this matchup. That's why he's going to get the win. With that being said, Robert Clark Chan, you've heard point number one from both Ray and myself. Where is your head at? Who do you think is ahead in this matchup? Uh, well, first of all, what I'm, what I'm going to need to hear from you, James, is how Ray uses the infinite mass punch. I haven't heard it. I, I usually, <laughs> I'm expecting it in round one. And, oh you know, if I have to wait till two or three, I, I, I don't I don't know. You're going to be way behind. Ray, you're, you're not yelling loud enough. I feel like you're not invested in this. And I mean, a lot of this for me, I have to I have to know that you honestly believe that these that your combatant is going to win. And right now ugh, it's a little weak. But uh, uh, hold on. Hold on. My kid's awake. Um, hey, buddy. Uh, no, no. Get away from the modem. Uh, uh, no, hey, put that. Where, who gave you water? Put that, no, 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 don't spill the, don't spill the. Robert, you still there? This, this is Chan. Or Chan. Okay. Okay. Uh, this has happened um, before. Right. Let me, uh, let me message him really quick. Oh, it's get my texts are getting rejected. I mean, for, that might have nothing to do with this, quite frankly. That's um, fair. That's fair. Is his Wi-Fi down? Can we check that? I don't. I mean, I don't know. We're our service is up, and I don't live that. We don't live that far. Um, I mean, I get. I. Uh, I guess that's the end of the show. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, we need it. We need a judge. Um, but it's just we still. I mean, we still have like thirty plus minutes of time allotted i got some some well, great you know, points about when you know when james uh you know fought was an undercover agent you know uh but i i know i was gonna bring up uh how ray uh uh did a, a charity pro wrestling match in uh lithuania but um yeah yeah it was a big one too no i i remember that match vividly yeah and that would have been a really good I mean, everyone could see it on YouTube. It was going to be really cool. Okay. Well, I had something planned for it. I don't know. Well, uh, I mean, if we... in doubt, if in doubt. Yeah. I mean, there's always our, our fallback plan. Bagpipe music? Uh, for once, I agree with you. Okay. Here's some 
Here's some bagpipe music. Enjoy the show.
April, April Fools. Dummies. when Optimus Prime died. Or the days when every series had a ham-fisted anti-drug episode. Or when you wrote fan fiction about how the Animaniacs were so hot in that water tower so they took off all their clothes and they started... No! No. Different podcast. This one is Knowing is Half the Podcast, a show devoted to the best and worst animated memories of your childhood. Every week we recap a cartoon from the past to see if they're as good as you remember. They're not. What are you talking about? They're great! You're both wrong. None of them get good until they're in a water tower. No! No. And Knowing is Half the Podcast. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.